0: Welcome to the Epic Humans podcast. Today I am interviewing Paige Murko of Joyful Creations. Oh yeah, hello Paige, how are you today?
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm really excited to, to be hanging out and to be having a chat. I'm feeling really good. The sun is shining, it's a beautiful day today and I'm excited to see where this conversation unfolds to, because who knows, whenever we have conversations, they always unfold into magical places, so I'm excited for the journey.
0: Yeah, me too. Absolutely been very much looking forward to this since you agreed to uh, record an episode with me. So, Joyful Creations, your baby, your business baby, do you want to tell me about it, please?
1: joyful creations is really the umbrella for many different things that I do and I really this is really about creating joy in people's lives and being able to allow people to see their own joy and to feel their own joy from their own hearts so joyful creations has many different courses that are involved in maybe health health is something that i'm really passionate about so i've offered cacao courses before and cacao is a real beautiful heart opening medicine that i absolutely love so if it's hot on my heart i'm gonna offer it to other people and and that's just one of the aspects of of health that i offer and and i absolutely love love that course and then there's another one that is called synchronize me which is a huge journey it is a huge journey into emotional alchemy and it's, it's It's essentially alchemy of self and i know that the word alchemy is really thrown out there a lot at the moment in the world but alchemy is different to healing so healing happens naturally when you allow yourself to alchemize to turn the darkness or bring the lead into the light and turn that into gold and essentially that's what synchronize me is it's about going into your darkest depths The parts of us that we want to avoid that we don't want to go into and really mining the gold from that space and taking the nuggets and then actioning from that space and really actioning from your heart so synchronize me is is something that's really, really on my heart and I'm really passionate about and I'm sure we'll talk more into into that today but that's just another one that I do. And as well as doing one-on-one sessions with people, I do, I do that online and I can do that in person right now. It has to be online because we're in a bit of a weird space in Melbourne, but I do one-on-one sessions with people as well, which is all about emotional processing and learning, teaching people how to connect with their body and, and connect with their own sensuality, their own life force energy in their body, which is super, super potent. And, and that's, that's just one little package in itself. And I also do a lot of channeling stuff and a lot of, of that mystical realm sort of activity as well. So Joyful Creations is a little bit of a, a popcorn kind of a gift as there's lots of different things in there. So yeah, it's really Joyful Creations as an entity is really about entering your heart space and, and allowing yourself to be in your joy. And that's why I have all these gifts is, is to invite people into that.
0: Mm. I love that, as um, as you know, following my heart has uh, yeah, it, it's transformative. Um, so, how long would you say? Like, at what point did you decide to follow your heart? Like, what led you to that moment? I would love to know.
1: Mm, good question. Well. Mm. For me, it's always been there. You know, following my heart has always been this desire, but I never knew that it was exactly that until I knew it. So I know that doesn't really make much sense, but I'll, as I explain it, it'll make a little bit more sense. So for my whole life, I've always really had this sensation or had this knowing that there was something bigger. When I was younger, I never really had a passion to do anything. So I wasn't I didn't have a passion to be a personal trainer or or go to university or have a degree or you know when they're when you're at school and they, they ask you you know what do you want to be when you grow up and my thing when I was younger was I just want to help people I just want to be happy and that was all it was and you know there was a lot of that um misconception in school where that you can't make money out of that you know you can't that's not how you're meant to do your life so for me there was always that niggle And I wasn't really sure what that was. And I think the turning point for me was when I was actually working in hospitality for a really long time and I came back from travelling for six months and that travelling space for me, I was outside of my normal life. I was outside of my my smaller life, I guess, in hospitality, in and in in WA, and, and I went off by myself and I really discovered so much more of myself and I opened more of my heart without knowing that's what I was doing. But I was opening more of my heart, experiencing more of life, opening my eyes to the possibilities that are out there. And then when I came back, I was a little bit confused, as they call the travel blues, but really it's just that I was unintegrated. I was unintegrated in my own heart because I'd opened it so much and I didn't know what to do with it. And trying to go back to my old life that I'd outgrown was really, was really freaking me out. You know, I didn't—I just didn't know how to be the old me anymore and I, I just couldn't be that, you know, because I, I'd grown and expanded so much. So I tried to go back to hospitality, wasn't happy there. And then there was a turning point where my friend Ellie, who I know you've interviewed here, mm-hmm. She invited me to a Tantra retreat in Bali and I ended up just quitting my job and because my boss basically said, you know, you can't have that much time off and that was a choice point for me in that moment. It was either stay here and keep my job and earn money or quit my job, follow my heart and just go on this learning journey. And so that's what I did. I quit my job with, had no idea what I was doing and just went to Bali and, and met Tantra, which is. Anyone that doesn't know what tantra is, it's really about embodying your emotions and processing through your emotions. And for someone like me, who had suppressed my emotions for quite a long time previous to that, it was this huge transformation for me, where I really connected with my heart, where I really connected with my emotions. And because I'd always been an emotional person, but it was really reactive. You know, it was I didn't really process it in my brain as emotions. You know, it's just oh, that's just me being me, you know, that's my personality. But there was no sense of embodiment in that. So when I met Tantra, I really learned to feel again. So that was probably the biggest turning point for me. And then from there, it was just this snowball effect. You know, it was feeling more of my heart, doing more meditation practices, doing more crying, getting angry and learning to integrate it and getting in touch with my sexuality and my sensuality, finding my community. And really allowing myself to actually come into my own magic of sitting in circle with different women and sharing vulnerably, you know, sharing from my heart and crying in front of other people, which was not something I did previously. And allowing myself to actually be in that uncomfortability and then realizing that that, that uncomfortability was, was something that I'd craved for so long. And then from there, it was where I met a different mentor who was more about intuition and meeting intuition. And that's where all the pieces just fell together. You know, all this emotional embodiment that I was learning or had learned and was really integrating in my life and that I loved. Now I had this different aspect of intuition where I could tap into all time and space. You know, I could tap into my heart. I could tap into information about other people if they asked me to, you know, I could tap into the truth of where my heart wanted to guide me to. And it was clear and it was structured and it was, it just works. It works, intuition works. So when I met this work, it was the piece that I was really missing from the embodiment practices because that's really, really great being in your feeling. And and I do that every day, I always change my feelings and and I love being able to be emotional and feel those emotions. But the missing piece is having that structure of intuition, of being able to gain that information And those action steps that your heart's wanting you to take, gaining that clarity and then being able to action that and ground it in so you can create that momentum. So that was the real big piece for me was actually embodying my intuition because that was always my biggest challenge was me not knowing what my intuition was, not trusting myself that that I was magic. And, And a little bit of a backstory, when I was younger, I used to do a lot of different work of going out-of-body experiences and and going to the real mystical realm of celestial beings and, and doing all that kind of work. And as I got into my teenage years, I got a little bit more into party worlds, more of su- that suppression of that magic side of myself and, and really just suppressed that. So I lost that and didn't trust my intuition anymore. I just completely disconnected from that. So for me, going back into that realm, it just opened up all those doors, all those doors that I'd suppressed in my child or from my childhood because as we know it children are freaking magic. So I allowed those doors to open and that's what was really a game changer for me. So there was there were many different realization points. And circling back to your question, there was many different times where where I was had these realizations of following my heart, but it was through different modalities. And the two modalities for me really come together and they merge really well. And those are the modalities that I use to navigate my life. So, yeah, those those were the turning points for me. And and once I started, really choosing that path, I can't go back. There's no going back. This is just this is the life for me. And this is this is this is it. And and everyone has their own different modalities that work for them. But you know, you can tune into your heart in so many different ways. But this is this is the way the world's going, is is choosing your heart. And there's nothing more, to me, there's nothing more magical than that than choosing what you love.
0: Mm. Yeah, and, and you, you speak a lot of truth there with like and I tell people, follow what feels right. Mm. Yeah, just because Tantra and um, the intuitive work, which I, I happen to know it's the William White Cloud stuff, you you uh, you got into. Is great for you. I, I've done. I, I dabble in a bit of the tantra stuff, um, and it's interesting too because I think most people equate tantra with just sex, mm. and that's because when when tantra was first introduced to the the West, uh, that element that that acceptance of sexuality was what most people gripped onto because like well, sex sells. And there has been Tantra schools over the years that have probably just gone a bit too far that way, um, increasing that uh, idea that people had about Tantra. But it goes so far beyond that. For me, it was, yeah, there's sex involved, but it's, it's about sexuality, not just sex and that's only one element like you're saying it's embodying it's it's emotional work it's being in touch with your body and then and that's why it tunes in so well with your intuition because the intuition work is is gut you know what's your gut saying what's your heart saying it's learning how to not just listen to our head um and we do live in in a a society that is so head-based that we've ended up in this position where there's so much uh people having depression anxiety other mental illnesses because they've never learned how to listen to what their body wants Mm.
1: yeah totally there's just there's so much disconnection from your own body and because that's that's so much part of the ego that's the ego's job right it's the ego's job to or our mind to really just create protection for us it's this 3d realm whereas our body a metaphysical body is connected to every other dimension and this is you know may sound a bit woo woo for some people but that metaphysical body that we have in us is connected to all these other dimensions you know so we are we're constantly feeling, we're constantly tuning in and we're always connected to that. But our mind or our ego, I should say, is here to protect us in this 3D realm. You know, it's like, hey, how do we keep safe? How do we orient ourselves? Where are we? What are we doing? You know, where do we need to be? Like, what's our job? And we're always asking those questions of the 3D realm and we can get stuck in that, you know, especially if we are in in our fear base or if, you know, if we're really wanting to create something but we're trying to create from our mind rather than just taking a moment to drop into our heart often our heart will probably give us a very different direction you know it will say mm. hey, just rest today whereas our minds like keep going keep going keep going keep going you know keep working keep working hard and you know it's there's there's often a very big difference in that and if we're disconnected from, from our body, we can create these stagnancies in our body. We can create blockages. We can create diseases. We can create illnesses. And I've seen it with my own eyes, with, with people I love, it's really prominent in my life. And it's actually really, really emotional for me to actually talk about because I've seen it in people where they are so disconnected from their own heart. They're in so much physical pain, so much physical pain. Mm. And, when i've tried to help or tried to give guidance and and they reject that just to see that ongoing effect of that deterioration in their own bodies because they keep choosing that pain because they don't they don't want to look at it because it's painful right it's mm. mentally painful and it's emotionally painful too so you don't want to look at it and and it's 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 scary to think about when it's when it can get to that point where people are in a lot of pain so there is a lot of a lot of that disconnect and and in my field i guess of my friends and, and there's a lot of different coaches out there there's a lot of spiritual practitioners people are, who are teaching tantra you know there's there's a lot more of that work out there now which i think is really exciting because we're moving more into that we're moving more into our into our heart-based guidance mm-hmm. and that's really exciting because there there is a lot of there can be a lot of pain in the world a lot of pain in people's bodies if they are just disconnecting from that.
0: Mm. Well, it's interesting, like what what you were talking about with you know mental illness, and for me, the 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 big mic drop was disease, dis ease. We're not at ease. Why? Because we're not listening to our heart. We're not listening to our gut, and and the mind. So we're going in the direction that we feel. Okay, this is what we need to do. We need to get that stable job that's going to make us all this money. But we're not following our our truth. Um, And I've talked about it before, where for me, not following the truth, like I grew up, I'd get every flu that came about, every cold, almost every winter, I was totally sick. Mm -hmm. And then it was when i learned the, the tantric breath work connecting to my body like the first side effect was meditating one night and i realized 100 percent that i'm not allowed to drink at all no alcohol and sometimes i miss it i like the taste of beer i'll be honest like it really i'm one of those people that does love a drink however it just wasn't serving me right and then it wasn't long after that that I was like I can't eat red meat and went vegetarian for a few years. I've recently gone back to fish and chicken though the last couple of weeks, I'm like, maybe chicken's not even right. I'm not sure, but yeah, it was after a few years and honestly, like I got back into fish and it was like fish yum all the time, which probably not the best idea, but you know, um i was dreaming about fish <laughs> so however that has meant like I, I just realized that it's been another winter and this winter in COVID time i didn't get the flu once uh say so i think it's now been three years that i think i got the flu one, i got one flu three years ago And that one was brutal. It went through my workplace and was destroying people. Like there were people having a couple of weeks off work. I got that flu for 24 hours and then I was right. Mm.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's so true, right? It's, It's everything comes from that energy in motion space. You know, if you're allowing yourself to move energy through your body and to actually connect with your physical, your metaphysical self. So much transformation can happen from that. You know, we're not just skin a skin suit. You know, we're not just this. And I've people don't probably know this about me, but I've been studying science or I had studied science. I'm actually deferred at the moment. But science has always been super exciting to me and important to understand for me because I'm not just I'm not. Just in that spiritual realm as well, I love to be able to ground in in the science as well. And even when I've studied science, even when I've looked into, you know, the atoms and, and how the electrons and the protons and the neutrons and they all work in our bodies is it all has this metaphysical aspect of it. You know, and it can all be tied into spirituality or that metaphysical realm and everything in that metaphysical spiritual world can be tied into science. You know, they're the same same thing because science is just explaining the big ideas that spirituality is. And a lot of the big ideas that all the woo-woo stuff that we talk about in spirituality, science may have just not explained yet. Like, um, you know, quantum physics, like that's crazy stuff. yeah, know? I was
0: about to say that Quantum physics is constantly proving things that um just we we didn't think possible. Uh, like I don't know if you know about the the twin uh, particles, the linked particles and they can be kilometers apart and sense each other moving. And they've actually worked. For them to do that, they need to be traveling faster than the speed of light. Oh, uh, okay. it's it's just insane. Um, and, and all these interconnectedness that's now been proven by science, and the world of woo seems to be shrinking as a result. Uh, you know, like my 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 field is counselling. Uh, you know, I just love to help people, but. It's now so much mindfulness in, in the counseling field. It used to be very just talk-based and it's beautiful. Like people need to talk. However, to get yourself into a grounded, centered space and make that a daily practice mm. has been, and it's proven now. It's not, you know, 20 years ago, people are oh meditating, you you hippie, you know, they, they really, it wasn't, wasn't respected. And now it's in, like people know that it, it, it affects DNA. It affects how we live. It, It affects everything about what we do day to day, including the prevention of disease because yeah, Dis ease when you meditate, generally at ease. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's exciting because the woo, as you were saying, is becoming more normal. You know, it's just going to show how much we are actually shifting as a collective into this realization that the woo is not so. Woo, you know, it's not so. It's not so out of this world. It's actually so in this world. You know, when we're actually choosing to tune into our body. If we have a pain somewhere, you know, there's a reason for that. You know, if we get sick or if we get the flu or if we hurt our back or if we have pain somewhere, there's a reason for that. You know, our bodies are amazing, amazing things. They're so exciting. I'm going to fully nerd out here because I just love, I love the human body it's amazing what your body is, even to a cellular level, you know, what goes into one single cell, the work that goes into that, the, the absolute magic that is in that, you know, their structure, the organization, the little organelles and all the enzymes that, that work together really structured work. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, and our body is this magnificent, magnificent thing. especially down to our dna and how dna replicates if anyone (laughs) wants to google that and, and look into translation of dna it is phenomenal it is basically like a mini computer that just prints your dna and that's inside our bodies you know our body is this healing magical machine it knows how to heal it knows how to live and thrive to its best ability but we just need to get out of our own way. We just need to take the time to actually stop and breathe and meditate and actually just tune into different parts of ourselves, into our heart or into our womb or into our gonads or into our throat if we have a sore throat or tune into anything and we we have this innate ability to connect to all time and space and we are a part of that all time and space you know we we have energy inside of this skin suit you know we can we can tune into ourselves just as much as we can have this conversation like we are right now you know we can do that with different aspects of ourselves and gain information on what's going on you know speaking from my own experience when I've had pain in certain parts of my body or in the back of my heart, I've had a conversation with that part of me, you know, and gone through this beautiful process of actually just giving it space, giving it time, because a lot of the time our emotions are just like little children at, at our feet saying, mom, 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 give me attention. I just need something mom. And you know, it's just wants, it wants a moment of your attention like a child. And if you give it for five minutes, it's, it's going to go off happily and play in the playground again and, and do its thing. It's the same with our emotions if you just give it that space. And and I've had it for myself where it's, I've completely transformed physical pain and I've heard of it countless of times. You know, Dr. Joe Dispenza has talked about it. You know, he's pretty famous in, in that healing through consciousness realm. And I've had clients myself where I have healed their physical pain when they've come in with lower back pain and we've just done some simple breathing, some visualization some tuning in some techniques and it's and it's gone like that, you know, just physical pain is just gone and it's it's proof, you know, I've done this for myself with people with myself and I've seen other people do it and other people speak about it, you know, it's, it's really, it's really exciting and really fascinating and at the same time, it's, it's so simple and just so obvious you know it's just obvious that that's the way that's the way we can heal ourselves you know we don't need a healer we can heal ourselves because we're we're all alchemists
0: you know yeah, yeah and you'd think so but yet again and again i come across so many people that when i talk about this talk about chronic pain being caused by blocked emotions Uh, Some people are quite open to it. Others will get pretty almost offended. Oh, no, it's mechanical. It's just I've just got a bad back. And it's I I, I get frustrated. And look, I'll I'll be honest. I wish I exercised more. Yeah, I just get lazy. That's just it. However, I don't suffer like I used to. I used to have so much chronic pain. And and now, like you're saying, if pain comes up, you can meditate on it. And yeah, the, the powerful sessions where like a memory will come up. And guess what, buddy? That, that memory has been stored in there because you weren't able to release it on an emotional level. And that's why it's there. That's why that memory keeps on popping up every now and then. Those random memories that are in our thoughts and and we think, oh, you know, it's just it's just our brain doing its thing, but it's there's a reason it's there. Mm -hmm. And and the work Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. It's like if you think of your consciousness as a filing cabinet just up here, you know, it's just, and you can just open that filing cabinet and and pull out a file and the file's got a memory, you know. Even if we're not consciously aware of, of our whole life and maybe from the age of eight down to before we were born, we think we don't remember. But of course we always remember. Our body always remembers. Our body stores information, you know, and they've, they've even proven it again in science where there is, your DNA stores all, all your information. You know, there's information in our cells. There's information in our consciousness. There's information that is stored there. And we, we always rem- remember everything if we give ourselves the chance to. Mm. When you're doing like what you were saying, that doing that trauma integration of going back into a memory and allowing yourself to actually relive that memory, to actually mine the gold from that, then you can really allow that to transform because Mm. we always have these memories and sometimes when you do these trauma integrations and you go into those memories sometimes they can look completely differently right because as a child your perspective is so different to how it is now you know or how you think you remember it because often our memories go from an emotional level so sometimes it looks really strange Mm. you know but that memory is just mirroring the, the emotion that we're feeling in that time you know mm-hmm. that's what is work is it? it matches the emotion because we're emotional beings we have energy emotion all the time so when you take people through or you go through your own trauma integration sometimes that memory looks strange you might be thinking i don't remember this you know or this looks weird or i don't remember that person or why is that there it's very similar to going into a dream state right there's always these different parts of the dream or the memory that are reflections you know even if the, there's a person that you don't remember being there perhaps they were there and you don't remember or they're just a reflection of an energy or or a perspective that you were feeling or projecting in that moment you know so memory is just mirroring an emotion that you're feeling and that's why it works on that emotional level when you go back into that memory regardless of how strange it is and and you're thinking why am I here what am I doing like this is too woo woo and you're having all these different questions about what why you're doing what you're doing and you go into that and you allow yourself to transform that emotion from that little child from our ego or from our fragmented self whatever word you what whatever resonates with you when we go into that and we just give it a moment it's like instant transformation, you know, we're mining that gold from there, you know, and we're getting messages or information about ourselves or or how our child self is still living in our adult life, you know, how there's parts of our fragmented mind or consciousness that is still two years old, you know, that is replaying that pattern of that trauma from a two-year-old, you know, We don't really want to be doing that in our adult life. And not to say that there's anything wrong with, you know, having these memories pop up because it's great. It's a great invitation for you to go into yourself. But the whole idea of this self-expansion and being human is allowing yourself to see that humanness, right, Mm. and then transform that and mine the gold from that so you can choose differently, choose to action in a different way or just choose to love that part of yourself and, and let that go.
0: Mm. So yeah, it's it's the recognizing it, loving it and accepting it
1: mm-hmm.
0: that has a lot of the gold.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 so fascinating and and just so true. Um I can attest to that. I've done the work. Uh, I look at where I was before I started doing the deep work and it was i um for me i have a sense of gratitude that it had affected me so profoundly that i really wasn't getting along with life at all mm. it was so obvious that something wasn't right mm. um and and then when i started working on it i was like wow yeah so many people are in this state but so many people because they're and This has been something that that occurred to me not that long ago was the danger of the subtle traumas. The big traumas are so obvious that, okay, I've got to fix this. Uh, Yeah, I'll go see a psychologist. And like we were saying before, find what works for you. I I had some great success with psychologists and counselors uh, before I started doing the body work and the, the shadow healing. However, um, yeah, I realize that, that so many people are in this state where they, they're mistaking their personalities for actually what the subtle traumas have have created, what stories that are going on in the background in their subconscious, mm. and, and people who think they're shy or people who don't think they're intelligent, people who... Oh, I can't meditate. Mm. Yeah, you know, so many people have different stories that actually all they are is limiting beliefs. Mm. And when you can recognise what is a limiting belief, you can then do the work to transform that.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. The word personality, right? You know. We have these personality types or, you know, we just identify as, oh, that's just my personality. I can definitely resonate with, you know, just putting, pushing something aside and just saying, yeah, that's just my personality. But what is your personality? Your personality is this formation that you've created to be in the world, how you've been taught to be in the world. You know, it's it's when you grow up you're mirroring your parents or you're mirroring your society or how people were at school, you know, you've built this personality yourself in order
0: to orient yourself in the world. Mm, to survive, which the, what, we, what you were talking about earlier about, about the ego mm-hmm. right at helping us survive. And unfortunately, because we live in a very, very safe society our ego can go a little bit nutty because it's still looking for the tiger in the cave.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. And even sometimes the smallest of things, you know, can really trigger our ego. Or um, someone might walk past and you know they have a clone that, you know, reminded you of your father, or, you know, different things, and and your ego can play out in so many different ways and it can become really sneaky, especially when you start to see it a little bit more and you start to catch it out and you start doing the work a little bit more. It can, It can be sneaky because it there's nothing wrong with the ego you know we need the ego you know the ego is great that's i think that's the biggest misconception as well in the spiritual world is it's we're not here to just completely kill our ego you know we we talk about ego death all the time but it's because we're just allowing ourselves to feel that fear that comes with our ego telling us that we're dying you know because there's actually proven in in science, in psychology, that when your beliefs are challenged, you know, when your personality or that those conditions that you've that you've formed in your life in order to stay safe and orient yourself, when that is challenged, it's the same part of your brain gets triggered. That when you're actually being hunted down or killed, you know, it's the same part of your brain that lights up, that gets activated. So when it when we're challenged in that way we get activated in in fear and so when we're talking about ego death it, we're literally dying to ourselves we're not di- we're not physically dying but our ego thinks that it's dying but we're just allowing ourselves to sit in that and to and to not react from that space because a lot of the time it's very easy to react from that space because when your brain is telling you that you're dying you want to react from that space because you you want to ins- your ego wants to survive right but there's nothing to run away from you might just be in your room and having a process about you know the fact that you're really angry at your sister for for yelling at you or something like that you know you're not dying mm. but your ego is like we're dying here like let's let's kill her instead you know mm. which is totally insane right because our ego can be really insane sometimes a lot of the time if you sit and actually allow yourself to tune into what your ego is actually telling you to do versus what your heart's telling you to do you're looking at your ego like. That's a bit insane, you know. Do I really need to go kill my sister just because she said that she didn't want me to use her clothes, you know, or whatever it is. It, yeah, it's um yeah, it's 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 crazy to think about it. the ego is is so insane.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally crazy. Mm. So say someone who's listening is wanting to know about, okay, well, what does your intuitive practice look like? How does that manifest? Because everyone has had those experiences of intuition. Mm. You know, even if it's, sometimes it's after the accident or after something happened and they look back and go, you know what? Leading up to that moment, I knew something was wrong. Mm. You know, th- this, this intu- intu- intuition is there as a protector mm. and many people have that experience of, yeah, they will either haven't listened to it or they were aware of it or, you know, there's plenty of stories where they have listened to it and it saved their life. Mm. But how do you tune into that every day?
1: Well, the first step is what we were talking about before, circling back to meditation. Meditation is a really big help for this because, with any intuition training, you're always going into a space of out of your head, into your body, into your heart. You know, you're going into not knowing, you're going into the unknown. That's what you're really choosing when you go into intuition. You know, you're choosing to come into innocence, come into a space of, of, no sense of the world, you know, into this space of curiosity, of openness to receive information. So meditation is a really good step for that. It's because you're actively choosing to come out of your head. You're actively choosing to quieten and quieten your monkey mind, to quieten, oh, I've got to go do this, I've got to go to the shops, I've got to do this, and I'm going to do it here and, blah, blah, blah. and it's really loud. You know, with meditation, you're actively choosing to come back to center, to focus on your breath and to focus on your heart or to focus on your body and just noticing where you are. So the first step is actually just choosing to to breathe, to connect with your breath, to just take a moment to actually notice where you are. And intuition works differently for everybody. You know, some people, even for myself, intuition can come through differently each time, can come through in a sensation in my body. A lot of the time i'll, I'll feel it in my sacral chakra which is just below my navel i'll feel it a lot there so that's what well, they i guess they can call your gut feeling i'll feel it a lot there whereas whereas an open feeling or a contracted feeling and it it li- quite literally feels like that space is opening or that space is like get me out of here you know so that's how i sometimes use my intuition other times i'll close my eyes choose to just connect with my heart to drop into innocence and then once I'm in that space I'll ask the question and then whatever comes first that's the answer because intuition is instant intuition doesn't need to think about anything because it's always there it always knows it's very instant so when we ask that question when we're in innocence it's the first thing that comes Mm. questioning it sometimes some people will get full visions. Sometimes I go into this full vision state and you know see things and and see things happening. And other times I'll just get a symbol. Or other times I'll hear it. I'll hear a word. Or other times I'll just see see the word in my vision. Or I'll just know it. It'll just come. And other times I'll get a sensation in my body. So everyone's really different. But if if anyone's just choosing to practice it for themselves, is I always say just start meditating focusing on your breath and intention intention is everything because when you're focusing on something your energy is going there right and again it's been proven in in science as well as how you can actually focus when energy is focused on on something they can actually test that or or Plants, right? It's like if you talk to a plan, if you if you say something to a plan it responds, you know, because and it's all about your focus. So intention and setting that intention is really important for For what you're going to get out of that practice. So be really clear on what your intention is. You know, if you're meditating, you're focusing on your breath setting that intention to gain insight into whatever situation you're inquiring about, you know, or Say if you want to just really live intuitively today, you wake up in the morning, take a few breaths, perhaps put a hand on your heart, really just focus on your heart with your eyes closed, focusing on your heart and say, what do we want to do today? Mm. You know, and you can start practising that way. It doesn't have to be huge life decisions because if you're just starting out with intuition that can be a little bit intimidating, you know. If we can like show, okay, so should we move to America tomorrow? You know, I mean, hey, you can do that as well, and if you really want to. But you can always start small with, you know, what do I just want to do with my day today? Is my day off. Do yeah. I want? What foods do I want to eat? You know, I was
0: about to say that for, for meals, I it it is amazing when you choose to eat using intuitive practices how quickly you just change your diet Mm. because you're not eating from an emotional state. Mm. Um, And and I'll I'll be honest, I have good days and I have bad days. Sometimes I'm like, shh, intuition, I'm going to eat crap. (laughs) But then I'll pay for it the next day. Um, And and that, that was the other thing that was awesome when I started doing this work. And yeah, like I said, I'd go to the supermarket and I'd be, okay, what do I need today? Mm. And I would never go into the center aisles. It would always be on the the edge. There's the fruit and veg, and I'd know which vegetables I needed for that meal. And that felt better. Mm. And then when I I went back and I'd have a, a bit of a naughty day and I'd eat crappy food, which I'd eaten a million times before, the next day i'd feel slow i'd feel sluggish and i was like and it made me realize that i was actually feeling kind of crappy all the time mm-hmm. and i believe that many people are in that same boat where they don't even realize that they're feeling not great because it's their normal state
1: mm. yeah it's the new norm right so of course their body's going to adjust and that's the thing is the, the body is this magnificent machine is it'll do the, its best with what it's got, you know? So if you are just putting bad foods into it all the time, or you're not listening to your intuition, it starts to adjust. And that becomes your new norm. Your microbiome adjusts to that, you know, and it mm-hmm. craves more of that. So that's why we get cravings because it's i like gut bacteria wanting more of that, you know, wanting more of that sugar or wanting more of that Coke or McDonald's or whatever, you know, whatever your craving food is, if you're craving that it's, it's because your microbiome is is adjusting to that and and your body does its best, you know, because it it wants to heal. That's really what it it wants to thrive. It really wants Mm. to, but it can become your new normal until you actually start living intuitively or or eating foods intuitively and you start to realise, you know, you start to notice if you start to choose what foods actually work for you. Mm. And a great example is, Myself and my housemate eat completely different diets. We're very different, very, very different in the way we eat, but we both eat in what intuitively feels best for us. You know, he eats a a lot of meat. I don't eat meat because it just one day I came when I came home from traveling. I couldn't eat meat anymore. And it just made me feel sick and I, I couldn't eat it anymore. And that was, that was just what my body said, you know, whereas for him, if he ate like me and just only ate salads and and proteins and, and you know, cleansed and didn't have coffee or, or whatever, he would be like, this is making me sick. I can't do this. You know, mm-hmm. so everyone's really different and their intuition is going to tell them what's best for their body. You mm-hmm. know, and that's the beautiful thing about intuition is when you follow that, you realize that there's so many unique essences in this world. Nobody is the same. Nobody's essence or intuition is, I'm going to use the word essence, is the same because we're all this puzzle piece that is different expressions of this universal consciousness. So we're all different and and all of our truths and how we live our life is different to the next and that's what makes it exciting. And and that's what our ego, going back to the ego, is, is wanting to do things that have been done before. Is wanting to stay the same is wanting to do things in the way that the world has done it before and that's why it's not really working that's why it's it's starting to come out of the norm now is because everybody's truth is so different even down to the way we're eating you know even down to the way we're expressing and the way we heal ourselves and what modalities we use you know what relationships work for us whether it be polyamory whether it be monogamy. whether it be completely single for our whole entire life however that that is it's it's different And that's the cool thing about truth and intuition is our truth and our essence evolves, whereas our ego doesn't. It stays the same, you know. And so with intuition, when we eat intuitively, we could be eating one way one day and a different way the next next day, like yourself, vegetarian for a long time. And then you decided intuitively, I need meat, I need salmon. And then now you're like, yeah, I want to go back to being vegetarian again, because it's what your intuition says. And in that time period, you needed meat for some reason in your body. You know, it's going to change and it's going to evolve. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. But it's also like you just reminded me, too, of when I did change the diet, I, I, I got a little hack because as you were talking about the microbiomes and what I learned at the time, is, and this is a mistake that is so common when people and not even on the intuitive level, they go, I'm going to I'm going to eat salads and I'm going to eat healthy. And what happens when you change your diet, your current gut biome does not recognize salad as food. Mm. So that's why you could eat a massive salad. And then five minutes later, you go, oh my goodness, I am starving. Mm -hmm. So what what I started doing when I changed my diet was I'd have the salad and then have one piece of chocolate. Mm -hmm. And that changed, and I just had that going for a while as my gut, it took about probably a month before a salad would really satisfy me. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that's why so many people fail in their dietary plans because they try to change it straight away. Mm. And yeah, it goes into, um, yeah. When when you start looking at how bacteria actually controls our lives. Uh, and that was, yeah. And this is all, it was all in a, in a very short space that I, well, I realized if I was going to change diet, I had to, I had to know, I had to know what was right. And then when I started researching what was right, um, I realized that there's no one answer. There's no one correct answer. It's was, it was like you were saying. And the big one was a three hour podcast with two absolute professional, top of the heap dietitians, both totally, yeah, like the best in their field, both totally had different solutions couldn't agree on anything and I was thinking wow so I think there's it's just all different for everyone
1: Mm. yeah totally that's and that's the thing is there's no one way that works and that's what makes it exciting is you get to have this unfolding of what actually works for you is is living intuitively in what actually feels good for you that day because Scientifically you could prove it with evidence until the cows come home as to why it's good, you know, for a meat diet, for paleo, you know, um, for me, I don't eat meat. Right. And I am majority of the time, vegan, vegetarian, you know, I swing between the two and I could give you so much evidence on why that is the way to live your life. But then you look at Pete Evans, who I've looked into quite a lot. I love Pete Evans. And he could prove to the cows come home of why paleo is the best. You know and then other people could prove to the cows come home as why being a breatharian and not eating any food and just breathing as food is is the way to live you know there's so many different evidence different forms of evidence out there to prove why it's the best but you know for me paleo didn't work maybe in like five years time my intuition might be like yeah let's do paleo you know and some days to be honest i still have you know a bit of cream i had some cream this morning actually you know just gonna throw myself under the bus there not the best vegan in the world but that's because i don't identify as i am this or i am that i live i live intuitively i eat intuitively majority of the time my intuition is like vegetarian vegan you know swing between the two but there's no right way and that's that's really cool thing about it is science can prove it in so many different ways but that's their intention right if you're if you have a documentary series about Veganism or you have a documentary series about paleo paleoism, you know, they are got that's their intention is to prove that So, of course, they're gonna find the facts that's gonna prove that so there's no right or wrong way to eat As long as you feel good in your body and you're listening to your intuition, maybe, you know living off chips All day every day might be someone's intuition. I'm probably gonna guess that's not true, you know, um, after studying health myself, but yeah, it works differently for everyone. So that's that's why living intuitively and tuning into your body is is really important.
0: Yeah, uh, that's so good. Uh, I love every little bit of knowledge nuggets you've uh, you've dropped in this interview, and very very much appreciate you being here today. Uh, I just want to ask before we wrap it up, your Synchronize Me course. Does that have elements of training people in the intuitive practice?
1: Yes, it does. Actually, every participant that is doing it at the moment is doing intuition this week, which is really exciting. So this is why it is so exciting for me and I absolutely love Synchronize Me, is because it, is, it incorporates the two things that absolutely transformed my life. Intuition is going into that space of what is actually true for me, having the structure to access that and formulating that for yourself, formulating your relationship with your intuition and how that works and having proof and evidence for yourself that it works and being able to utilise it for yourself and with other people, having intuitive training while also having embodiment practices because a lot of the time when you first start this work, it is really important to actually express your emotions you know to move it through your body and some people can easily just choose differently in you know and not have to do that work but for some people when you're first really learning to be in touch with your emotions you need to move that through your body for me i can get such strong emotions or I have in the past, I've definitely integrated a little bit more now, but I still use these practices. I still use the practices to move anger through my body or to move grief through my body or shame or sexual shame or sexual trauma, you know, and allowing that to move through your body because it's another way of allowing that in a child to move through you, you know, to speak to you through your body. So, synchronize me is about learning those practices learning how to actually identify with what emotion is going on because I remember when I first started learning emotions again and delving into tantra years and years ago I had no idea what anger felt like in my body you know I didn't identify with anger and I was like I'm not an angry person I was such an angry person you know I was projecting at people left right and center you know throwing it out there I was an angry person but I didn't identify with it because I suppressed it so much in myself and it wasn't until I started to actually feel that I didn't know I didn't really know what it was you know when my Tantra teacher would say think of a time when you felt angry and I said I don't feel anger you know and I, and I definitely felt anger you know and it was I was so disconnected from that so it's really important to actually be able to identify with what emotion is going on. Now for me, I can get the tiniest little trigger or the tiniest little feeling in my body and I know exactly what it is, whether it's frustration or anxiety or grief or loneliness, you know, or those emotions that we don't particularly identify as emotions, you know, or scarcity mentality or or fear or, you know, whatever is there or shame, you know, and being able to actually identify with that. Like, oh, that's what that feeling is in my body. You know, I can feel it. Oh, it's a physical thing, you know, and identifying with that and then being able to move that through your body and then intuitively being able to choose to connect with your essence, to connect with that part of you that is outside of all of that, that is connected to all time and space, that is connected to the emotion but connected to more of that as well. And it's your true nature, your true purpose, your heart, love, whatever emotion that is for you because everyone's essence has a different emotion attached to it or a different energy or people may identify with their essence in different ways and then being able to choose from that space of, of how they're going to respond. So if they're in a conflict with their partner, rather than reacting from anger, they speak from love or perhaps set a boundary or you know to communicate vulnerably, you know, whatever that is. So, yes, you get intuitive training, you get so much in it, it's so exciting. I absolutely love it because I'm such an emotional being myself and love to express it, love to express that part and go right into the depths of your ego. There's a lot of those beliefs, limiting beliefs that we were talking about. There's a lot of that training going in there into those beliefs and, and how they express themselves in the world. Because with the ego, you may have a belief about yourself, but to compensate and fit in in this world or to, to compensate for that belief will have strategies. So we go into that as well. And any emotions that come with that and learning how to process that through your body and then choose differently and really choosing to create from your golden heart from your essence from your love from that part of you that is meant is has chosen to be here for a reason you know and and we come into this world with a purpose and i don't think there's anything more important in the world than living that purpose than choosing that for ourselves so we can fully thrive
0: oh, so beautiful Well, thank you so much, Paige. And if anyone listening likes what Paige has to say, you might want to contact her, join her in her course. She does one-on-one work as well. Uh, Same with me. If you like my vibe, feel free to contact me and uh, we'll see what magic we can create together. Thank you so much, Paige, for being here. Uh, I look forward to watching your business grow and you keeping on this beautiful path of following your intuition. Um, Yeah, have a beautiful day. And to all the listeners, thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day. I'll see you next time.
1: Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.